0: Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Preteen Ministry. My name is Sam Beam, and you are listening to Navigating Preteen Ministry. Uh, Anyways, thank you so much for joining me today on this episode. Um, Today, if you have not read the title for whatever reason, and you're really good at like closing your eyes to picking a podcast, we're talking about combining our vision with our families, right? We've been in this vision series Uh, And last week we talked about what happens when we combine our vision um, that's been planned out, that is, uh, you know, uh, ready to go. Uh, How do we combine that vision with uh, our team? Uh, And we really broke down what it looks like to walk alongside our team, cast that vision and why it was so important. If you haven't listened to any of those previous podcasts, I encourage you to go back and listen to those first. They are all super helpful and super great. Um, But today we're talking about one of the final culminations of this vision series uh, and I'm super excited about that. We've got one more next week coming up that's going to be awesome. Uh, but today we're really talking about the meat of everything, right? We've been building up, right? Getting our vision from God, planning that vision, casting that vision, sharing it with our team. Uh, and and now we're like, oh, now what? Let's hit the ground and cast it with our families, right? Um, it, some shout-out, my shout-out for today uh, is is... Family-Based Youth Ministry by Mark DeVries. Um That is a book I read in uh, college uh, as I was getting my Youth and Family Ministry degree. Um, and it was one that helped uh, confirm and, and solidify the foundation with which I wanted to do ministry. And that was family-based ministry. Uh, that has always been a, a heart of mine is to really connect with the parents. Um, and it's something that I'm, honestly, after two years of ministry, just now starting to scratch the surface of. Um, I, I had this... this um, preconceived notion going into ministry that that would be something easy. Um, And let me tell you, it is not uh, getting the families connected is extremely difficult. But the reality is when the families and the parents are connected, the kids are um, far more likely to develop a genuine and authentic faith that lasts them their life. So today we're talking about how to combine our functional vision um, with our families uh, and we need that missing piece right the subject of our vision is our families our students and our parents and so um it, it's kind of like all right here we are what do we do now if, if we've done all this what do we do now we need our vision to collide with the families uh because at the end of the day that that's why i'm in preteen ministry right i'm not in preteen ministry uh, exclusively to teach my team which i i think there's p- space to teach my team but I, i'm in preteen ministry to talk with preteens and, and grow their faith. And we ultimately do that by uh, growing their family. And so uh, at this stage, I, I think we've all got a vision uh, that, that does seek after the growth of our kids and family, right? I, I think a lot of us are, are kind of like, yeah, 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 I've got my vision. I think my team is bought in, but how do we connect with the students, right? Uh, maybe we're wondering if, if our vision is landing, um, maybe we're wondering if uh, we've taken the vision in a different direction, if we need to change, if we need to freshen things up. Maybe we've inherited somebody else's vision, um, and we're just not sure what to do with it. I've got a few um, markers for you, once again, to indicate whether or not your vision is impacting your ministry, right? These are these are all indicators that your vision may not be impacting the ministry in the way that you desire. So the first um, is that there is a disconnect between parents and students in the growth process, right? Uh, maybe you have parents asking questions regularly about what's going on in the ministry, like, hey, what did they learn today? Um, and they're having to come to you and text you or call you or speak to you in person to figure out what they were learning about this week, Um, that might be a good sign. Uh, it, maybe your ministry feels more like a daycare or drop-off. You feel like parents use your ministry as a... Um, hour or two-hour period to get away from their kids. and um, Sure, they have to sit in church, but it's better than dealing with their kids. Maybe you feel like that. That might be a good indicator that your vision isn't connecting. Um, Another one is that parents are unaware of what is happening in your ministry or don't seem interested. Um, That's one that I have battled a lot and have really um, grown in over the past few months um, is, is getting parents in the loop um, and getting parents interested in being in the loop. Um, and the last is students are not engaging well with the services. You have trouble keeping them focused. You have trouble uh, with them paying attention, interrupting, talking to others. You feel like you're spending more of your time waiting for them to quiet down uh, than actually uh, them learning. So once again... I've walked through all of these before, uh, and and there's no condemnation, there's no judgment in if you're experiencing these things. That's just ministry, and that's just something we have to grow in, right? We ebb and flow in our ministry, and so um, if if those resonate with you in any way, stay tuned because we're going to really dive into a lot of those areas. Here's the reality: is that. Applying the vision to our kids and families may seem like the most obvious step. You might be like, Of course, I'm going to apply my vision to my families. That's what I'm doing in my ministry. Um, But it's also the most difficult step, right? The most difficult part of getting your vision is getting it actually connected with your students and your families. Um, and it just takes time. It takes time and intentionality and effort and adjusting and growing, right? Connecting your vision to your students and your families is not going to be a, hey, here's our vision, and they're bought in. They need to see why. Why are we doing this vision? What is the point of this? Why do I, as a parent, get homework every week to take home with my kids, right? Like, what is the, what is the reason we're doing all of this? And so continually casting that vision, getting parents on board is super crucial. You see, students are the the lifeblood of our ministry, uh, the, the why we do what we do. Uh, so we have to make sure that the vision ultimately connects with them, right? I say that I am a family pastor, not a preteen pastor, um, but that is only because I think the best way to minister to my preteens is to minister to the family as a whole, right? I'm not uh, subtracting from the preteens. At the end of the day, I'm a preteen pastor, um, and I want my preteens to grow, but I truly believe that the greatest way for my preteens to grow are if my families as a whole are growing, right? I do not think that preteens individually um, will grow as well. Um, So um, we'll get there uh, and and talk about the preteens, but they're not the only focus, like I said. Uh, And there's a few ways that we can connect this vision to our preteens. So I've got them listed um, here below. Um, And and like I said, preteens are the ultimate goal, but to get to those preteens, there's a lot of of things to do. Uh, so, uh, if we want to really connect with our preteens, the first thing we want to do, um, is connect the content to them, right? If we want to connect the vision, we have to connect the content we're giving to them. Okay. So this can look like, um, don't use dated materials, right? Even if, uh, you, it, it, it's worked in the past, if you're finding that it isn't working and connecting, it, it might be just the date, right? Are they still using flip phones? Are there frosted tips in the videos you're showing, right? Um, and, and, and I say this with um, with a grain of salt too, right? I use some pretty old curriculum in my ministry. Um, if any of you do a high voltage ministry, we still show Skittles and I don't know why, but the preteens love that, right? So, so don't throw it out just because it's old, but if it is dated and you've feel like it is not connecting, then maybe look at another option, right? Uh, Also be aware of inappropriately aged material, right? Um, Your preteens especially are in this very delicate line where a lot of the kids' ministry-based stuff is not going to connect with them as well. It's a little too kiddy, a little too childish, and they're going to turn their nose up and look down at it. But you can't throw in uh, some deeper... um, content because they're not quite there developmentally to be able to grasp all of that. So you have to tread a thin line. And I know a lot of curriculums have a good preteen resource. So maybe looking into those, if you feel like your kids think your uh, content is too young or too old, Um, and also be aware of socially, culturally irrelevant material, right? Things that are talking about stuff that doesn't matter to preteens, right? Preteens are dealing with um, very unique uh, situations within their life right now that we as preteens uh, pretty much anyone younger than me didn't really have to deal with and so we have to make sure that our content is really um, speaking to them right are, are we talking about the challenges of social media in comparison or are we talking about um you know texting your bff on your flip phone right like i said like don't use dated don't use don't use things that that aren't connecting with them don't use things that are Um, you know, just not going to land with the current culture that our preteens are in. And and instead, we can use um, a variety of different methods to convey our content, right? When I say content, by the way, I mean uh, our messages, our worship, uh, the videos we show, the small group material, all of that is the content you are giving these students. Um, And hopefully the content Uh, through your planning is also connected with your vision, right? And so we can use a variety of different methods. So what I mean by that is that um, we can use uh, video content to, uh, you know, start the message. Uh, We can use different speakers each week to tell the story so that it doesn't get monotonous from the same person. Uh, We can use uh, different kind of object lessons and illustrations and and things like that to connect the story to um, the students personally, right? Use a variety of different methods um our kids are so everywhere today that having variety really helps um use engaging and challenging material right don't take it easy on the preteens because they're younger like i said don't go too crazy um and and, and really challenge them but but give them things that, that that challenge them that challenge their faith honestly that have them ask questions um, and, and think about that because the reality is we want to build that foundation of faith in our preteen lives. And so uh, we want them to be engaged and challenged and ask questions and dive in, right? Um, and then make sure you're using relevant and practical material, material that addresses the needs of our day um, and really um, impacts their lives. Uh, number two, uh, you want to ensure the leaders are carrying the vision, right? Right. Uh, And this is just like a a secondary point because we really talked about that last week. Um, But it's important to re-mention that um, having your leaders carry the vision means that every time they interact with your preteens, your leaders are casting that vision into their lives, right? Um, I I, I, I drill my leaders every week. What what is our big three? What is the three things we do? What are our three core values? So that when they talk with my preteens, I know my preteens are getting connected, Right? Um, and that is really important. So, uh, step number two to really connecting with our preteens is ensure our leaders are carrying the vision because the reality is our leaders are going to be interacting with a lot more kids, right? My, my, uh, 12 leaders in our, my first service are going to be able to connect with a lot more kids than me alone. So when they carry that vision, the preteens see it. Number three on connecting with our preteens is ensure that our events carry the vision, Right? Make, make sure that our events that we're doing are carrying the vision. Right? Don't waste an event on something that is useless. Right? How is your pizza party furthering the vision? I don't say that like don't have a pizza party. I say that like have a pizza party and have it carry your vision. Right? Um, is that one Christmas event you've always done carrying the vision? Or is it an event you are doing because this is an event you've done in the past, or you feel like you need to do an event um, when you're uh, formulating your plan for your event? And and uh, the reality is, a lot of us just have pre-planned events, right? We just we we've done these every year and we've enjoyed them and they've worked in the past, and so we have them kind of pre-planned, and it's really easy to just default into. Um, All right, we did this last year. Let's do it again. We did this last year. Let's do it again. We did this last year. Let's do it again. Uh, But ask yourself before every vision as you start to plan is how does this vision or how does this uh, event apply to my vision? Where does my vision fall in line? Right? How is that going to work? Uh, for example, this Sunday um, I- I've got an event called Turf Wars, um, and it is a it is a event that has shifted over the years. Initially, in our old church building, um, there were rooms for our uh, four, five, six preteens to break out, and the leader before me um, created this event. So that teams could pick their rooms, right? There was, you know, there was always like rooms that a, a, a certain grade wanted over the others, and so they had an event where they all played games and competed to win points so that they could pick their room. And well, now that we're here, it's it's shifted into a um, a great time for small groups to get together. Um, you know, our grades and our genders are broken up into groups, and so they they get to get together, um, and then they play the games and compete, and they win prizes, and ultimately, it is a great time for fellowship. Um, Right, and and that's an easy default one. Uh, But you know, if my core values are a strong relationships, develop deeper faith, and make wiser choices, well, yeah, we're building stronger relationships. And then I've tagged on this year something that I've really been pushing is is invites. Right, this event is is there's no sign up, no registration, and so it's just kind of open. And so I'm like, hey, invite your friends so that we can get families in the church. Right, and so this has gone from uh, just a you know inner. Uh, ministry thing to something that is bringing in other families, right, and hopefully helping them develop deeper faith and and all of those things. And so that is that is how I've filtered my vision through it. As I've taken this event that was initially for uh, the small groups to earn a room, uh, and now hopefully it's an event that brings in families into the church, gets students connected, and also has the small groups enjoying and winning prizes. Um, number four is if we want to connect our vision with our preteens, we have to be patient. And be relational. Like I said before, it's not going to happen overnight. Your vision is not going to happen overnight. And your vision requires connection. Just like your leaders need a connection to buy into the vision, so do your students, right? If a student doesn't feel seen, doesn't feel heard, doesn't feel loved or valued in the ministry, they're never going to connect with that vision. So build that relationship with your preteens, right? Are you talking with them every day? Are you connecting with them? Are your leaders connecting with them? Are they kind of standing together in a corner and and chatting right before service? Uh, Make sure that that everyone is bought in and being relational and intentional. Number five is have your team share wins, right? Uh, have your team share wins. Um, and this is ultimately uh, tying back into your team sharing the vision um, with the preteens uh, is have your team share those wins um, with each other to encourage each other to grow in that, um, that desire, right? It's easy, uh, like for my fifth grade small group boys leader, it's easy for him to be uh, very focused on his fifth grade small group boys, which is currently the most chaotic group in the ministry. And so he can get really discouraged if he's thinking, you know, none of these kids are, are getting the gospel. None of these kids are seeing the vision. But when we have other leaders saying, oh, no, I saw this happen, and, and this is happening here, and these kids are buying in here, it's an encouragement for Um, them to grow right it's easy to miss uh the wins when your range is, is is a grade right when you when you've when you've shrunk your range and so have leaders share those wins future samuel here hey uh this one went really long so i'm gonna be cutting it right here in the middle um next week we're gonna be talking about Uh, how we can connect our parents, and then ultimately how we can connect our families together to create this realized vision. So thank you so much for listening today. I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm going to see you guys Monday for our nugget, and then next week we're going to finish up this episode. I'll see you then. Bye.